LeBron James makes a bold statement about the Lakers' future. Russell Westbrook is officially a Clipper. And did the Lakers miss out on Mac McClung? There's a lot to talk about today, so let's just jump right into it. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Dad, LeBron James makes a pretty bold statement about the Lakers. He said in an interview after the All-Star game that the next 23 games are the most important games of his entire career. What do you make of that? Hannah, I think it's pretty darn clear that LeBron James does not want to miss the playoffs two seasons in a row. We may recall that after last year, he made a bold prediction. He said, I will never be out of the playoffs again. Now, he ended up deleting that post, but, you know, basically with his statement yesterday, uh, I think he's reaffirming that it's just unacceptable to him to miss the playoffs two years in a row. And I think it was sort of a subtle message to his teammates and maybe Anthony Davis in particular. Guys, you better be ready when I get back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, it's now or never. We've kind of said that the last month or so. The Lakers have to win these games. They have to. But now it's really now or never. You know, they have to be in a sprint to finish off the season. Right now we're two games out of the final playing spot and we're four and a half games out of the number six seed. So obviously the West is, is super wide open. It's not mathematically impossible, but there's really no margin and no room for error. Yeah, Hannah, um, the Lakers have to go on a winning streak now, starting right after the All-Star break. Now, it sounds easier said than done. The Lakers had one five-game winning streak this year. It was in late December. But other than that, you know, it's back and forth. Win a couple of games, lose a couple of games. Win a game, lose a game. Win three games, lose three games. They've got to stay consistent, and there's no more margin for error. It's just done or over with. I don't care who they're playing. I don't care how good the team is. The Lakers have to find a way to win if they want to get into the postseason. And here's the thing with this Lakers team, you know, especially this this new look Lakers with the guys that we've added. You know, they have they've proven that they can really beat any team in the league. We've seen them really rise up to the occasion and, and beat some of the top teams in the league. We saw them have that amazing win over the the Bucks in Milwaukee. I mean, we've seen them get some really impressive wins and especially with these new guys that we've added if we could just make the playoffs get in a spot you know obviously we're gonna have to play one of the top teams it's gonna be a little bit difficult but you know never doubt a a LeBron James and a healthy of course big key word Anthony Davis and now that we've got some some better shooters on this team you know they could really you know make some noise if they could just get in the playoffs with dad like you said going to have to be consistent it can't be one step forward you know three steps back now I want to ask you uh though in your opinion who do you think obviously LeBron's going to do his part I'm not worried about LeBron coming back from this you know all-star break and you know not contributing I know he's going to go crazy and be amazing but who do you think are some of the most important guys that really need to step up if the Lakers want to have a chance to to make the playoffs Hannah It is and always has been about Anthony Davis since he joined the Lakers. There's there's just no question about that. He's going to take them, and I've heard you say this before, Hannah, 
he, 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 the Lakers are going to go as far as Anthony Davis is going to take them. And the reason for that is there's one version of LeBron James. It's a consistent version. He's going to do his part. He's done his part in the past. And I have no doubt that he's going to do his part in the next 23 games. What we don't know is which version of Anthony Davis are we going to get. Are we going to get the Anthony Davis from December who looked like the best player in the entire NBA and was on an absolute tear? Or are we going to get the Anthony Davis pre-All-Star game, you know, not including maybe the last game before the All-Star uh, break, but five or six games in a row since he got back from injury where he just looked, you know, really weird. You know, we saw the whole thing about him sulking on the bench when LeBron broke the record and he just, he, his body language was bad and his st- stats were way down. It's So, you know, the question is, we've seen this from Anthony Davis a hundred times before. He is not consistent. You don't know what version you're going to get. Now, look, the worst version of Anthony Davis is still a pretty good version, but the best version is what's going to lead the, the Lakers to a real playoff spot this year and a real chance. So by far, he's the guy. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you as well. You know, another player that I just have this feeling about is really going to to be a big contributor for us is Jared Vanderbilt. I just kind of have some sort of a feeling he's obviously has had that incredible game uh, against the Warriors in his first game. He's a good shooter. He's a really tough guy. Uh, does so many you know things that maybe don't necessarily show up in the stat sheet. I have a good feeling about him. And I also have um, a really, really good feeling uh, about Malik Beasley. Some of the newer guys and Rui too. I just have a feeling that these younger guys are hungry. They're so happy to have the chance to, you know, be playing with LeBron and to be playing with Anthony Davis and to be in the position to make this kind of, you know, playoff push. I have a feeling they're really going to step up as well. Yeah, Hannah, um, look, I mean, frankly, everybody on the team has to step up. I mean, it's going to be a collective effort. Uh, you mentioned a couple of guys. I, I agree with you. Those guys are crucial. But I think D'Angelo Russell is, is, is maybe the key component here. Oh, yeah, I completely I completely forgot. No, D'Angelo Russell as well. Yeah, I mean, this is a big moment for D'Angelo Russell. You know, he, he's played well since he left the Lakers. We all know he was the number two pick in the draft. The purple and gold took him, and he was with us for three or four seasons, and then he's moved on, and he's he's consistently played well. He made the all-star team one year, but he hasn't really stuck anywhere that he's been. He's come full circle. He's back with the Lakers now. And as you know, being back with the Lakers is a big spotlight. You know, you know, win or lose, you're going to have a much bigger spotlight with the Lakers than you are when you're with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I think Russell likes the spotlight. I think he's going to play well. I'm very optimistic about him at this point, And I think he's a key. One of the other things I wanted to ask you is obviously in the last game before the All-Star break, we saw head coach Darvin Ham go with a completely different starting five. Uh, we saw him obviously go with LeBron, Anthony Davis, but then uh, D'Angelo at point guard, Malik Beasley shooting guard, uh, and Jared Vanderbilt at a power forward. Obviously, it worked out really well. That was one of our most, you know, dominant wins from really start to finish. We got off to that crazy start against the Pelicans. Do you think once we come back and uh, uh, to finish out the season, that's going to be the starting five that Darvin Ham's going to go with? And do you think that's the the best fit? I do think that's what he's going to go with. But I have a couple of questions about it, and there's a couple of possibilities. First, you mentioned Jared Vanderbilt. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if they stuck with him in the starting lineup, but Rui Hashimura has played well in the starting lineup as well, and it's going to be one or the other of those guys. One of those guys is going to be the starter, and one of them is going to come off the bench, and I'm a little undecided. I mean, I think Rui provides a little more offense. Vanderbilt provides a little more defense. 
you know, to some extent, it depends on the team. I, I thought starting Vanderbilt against Brandon Ingram in the last game, and, and, and Vanderbilt did a great job. I thought that was a key. I mean, that was a smart coaching move by Coach Ham. But is that going to be it going forward? Now, the other one, again, is is uh, Jer- Beasley in the backcourt. I, people were unsure about whether he was going to start because he and D'Angelo Russell doesn't necessarily give you the best defensive backcourt. And I think some people feel that Russell's going to score, that maybe Austin Reeves, also with some more size, even even a little bigger than Vanderbilt, should be the should be the shooting guard. You know, that's something to watch too. But I, I, I kind of think that Beasley's going to stick for now. Uh, and Vanderbilt and Rui, I'm, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, you know, that's kind of the one question mark for me too because obviously Rui uh, is a really good player and I think those two guys could be really interchangeable, but we did see that starting five, you know, really dominate against the Pelicans. So definitely going to be uh, curious which guys get that starting position uh, once we come back, which the first game is uh, Thursday. I believe it's against the Golden State Warriors. It'll be a, a good game. Obviously, the last time we played the Warriors, about a little over a week or so, maybe two weeks now. They did a really good job and got it, got the win. So going to be a good game to kickstart this little playoff push. But, you know, Dad, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about Russell Westbrook for a second. Um, obviously, you know, we all know he was traded to the Utah Jazz, but he's officially been bought out and he is joining the Los Angeles Clippers, which I do need to give you credit because the second, I mean, like the second he was traded, he said, oh, he's going to the Clippers. Personally, I'm happy for him. Um, I think Russell Westbrook, although it didn't really work out with the Lakers, um, coming from, you know, more of a more emotional side, I'm I'm happy that he gets to stay in Los Angeles and he gets to kind of keep his family here. You know, obviously he has little kids and it's really hard to kind of move your family around like that. So I'm happy for him that way. But I know you have your suspicions because I know you're a little bit nervous about the situation. So why are you... uh, a little uneasy about Russ joining the Clippers. You know, the Lakers have just been sort of hexed the last few years, and I, this could be the ultimate embarrassment if Russell Westbrook goes to the Clippers, plays well, and they end up winning the title. I mean, knowing the way things have gone for the Lakers the last 10 years, that you know, I, I just have this fear that that could happen. But I'm going to put that aside for the moment, Hannah. I'm just going to say that I'm happy for Russell Westbrook. Uh, you know, he's had a really tough time the last few years and certainly the last two years with the Lakers. He was sort of made the scapegoat, you know, and it just didn't work out. And I'm sure when he thinks back on, you know, what he I'm sure he was deliriously happy to be joining the Lakers. I'm sure it was a lifelong dream of him coming from Southern California. Uh, but it turned out to be a nightmare, and, and now he gets to stay in Los Angeles with his family for the rest of the season, and he's joining a club that needs him. I mean, they don't have a point guard on, on the entire roster right now. Kind of weird the way the Clippers played that, but they needed him, and I think he's going to get plenty of playing time. We'll see how he does. Absolutely. You know what? Russ is no longer a Lakers, so I am over-talking about him, to be honest with you. I just think I've said the name Russell Westbrook a million times too much, and I'm over it. I wish him nothing but the best, and we're just going to move on from the whole Westbrook Lakers saga. Uh, Real quick to end, kind of a little bit of a feel-good story. You were very, very passionate about this. Obviously, Mac McClung, you know, uh, was a former Laker G League player um, and went into the uh, NBA All-Star dunk contest. I think no one gave him any credit. No one even knew his name. No one thought he was going to do absolutely anything. Obviously, he's a small guy. He doesn't even play for a regular team. He plays right now for the Philly uh, G League team. And 
absolutely lit up the NBA dunk contest, completely rocked the entire, you know, NBA community. And I am so happy for him. This is a kid who, I mean, this was the best moment of his entire life. And it was so exciting to watch him. Definitely a really great feel-good story. And people are saying he single-handedly saved the NBA dunk contest. Um, I think he got almost a perfect score. If not a perfect score every single round he did, was the obvious winner. Like I said, the entire NBA community, you know, is shocked and blew them away. And I'm just so, so happy for him. And I really hope now he has opened some people's eyes and he gets a chance to play for an NBA team. Um, But Dad, I'm going to let you talk a little bit about this because I know this is something that you are very, very passionate about. My Laker fam, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know, Laker Dad was giving the entire life story of Mac McClung to a my family yesterday morning. So, Dad, I'm going to give you the reins on on this one. Well, Hannah, um, Mac McClung is a guy who, you know, has been a, a dunk champion since he was in high school. He got his start uh, placing uh, YouTube videos of himself dunking in high school. He was a phenom in high school, great high school player, turned out to be the leading scorer in Virginia high school history. He surpassed Allen Iverson, if you can believe that, as the top scoring player in high school history in Virginia. And he went to college. He was good in college. You know, he's always been known as a high flyer. The question has always been, okay, great. He's a fantastic dunker, but is he a basketball player? That's the question people have always had about him. Now, when he came to the Lakers, um, I remember being impressed with him. You know, I remember being impressed with him, and and I thought he played well in the summer league that year alongside Austin Reeves. Um, And then he went into the G League. He was rookie of the year in the G League while playing for the Lakers. And the last game of the season, he finally got his chance. He came up and he played in that last game of the season. Now, that's the game that everybody remembers with Austin Reeves having the 31 points and the 16 rebounds. And then Frank Vogel got fired after the game. But Matt McClung played in that game and played well. And I really thought he was a part of the Lakers' future. And I was shocked when the next year in Summer League, uh, in the middle of Summer League, he left. And I think it's because they got Scottie Pippen Jr., who he probably – and they, they seem sort of enamored with that name. And they, I think he probably saw that they were moving on to Scottie Pippen Jr. So he went to the Golden State Warriors. And he played well for the Warriors in, in Summer League. And then they cut him. And that was surprising. And then he's now – he now, just before the All-Star contest, ended up in the uh, Philadelphia 76ers organization. He's on a two-way contract there. And it will be very interesting to see whether they give him a chance to play with the big league team. You know, Jose Alvarado is only six feet tall with New Orleans Pelicans. And when I saw him play against the Lakers, he's been dynamic against the Lakers this year. The first thing I thought of was, Matt McClung, maybe he can be that same kind of player. He's incredibly fast. He's incredibly, you know, hardworking, hard-charging. You know, I think he can be that sort of disruptive force. You know, I know people are worried, can he defend anybody? Well, you know, Jose Alvarado seems to be able to defend people. So anyway, I hope somebody gives Mac McClung a chance. I think coming off the bench, he can be a real spark plug. I think this guy's got talent, and I'm surprised nobody's given him a chance, and maybe this will get it for him. Exactly. I, I really hope a team signs him. I was so happy for him. As I know a lot of my Laker fan was, just the entire NBA community was as well. It's such a great feel-good story. So 
that was the the highlight of NBA All-Star Weekend for me. Other than that, it was a little bit boring. I mean, obviously, I think the All-Star Game is a joke at this point. There's really no defense. There's really guys just kind of dunk on whoever and just kind of have fun. But you know what? still an honor to you know be in the all-star weekend and to participate in any way but mac mcclung was definitely the highlight of the all-star weekend for me laker fam i think that is going to be it for today's show a little bit longer episode than normal but i hope you guys enjoyed it obviously we're coming back uh for crunch time for the lakers right now i want to know from you guys do you think the Lakers will do it? Do you think they will get their SHIT together? And do you think they will make the playoffs? And if so, besides LeBron and Anthony Davis, who do you think are some of the main guys that are going to be the big contributors? And also let me know what your highlight of NBA All-Star Weekend was as well. You can tweet me. My Twitter's at Hannah underscore Kulik. And of course, you can also... Always message me on Instagram. My Instagram's at Hannah Rose Kulik. Until next time, Laker Han and Laker Daughter out. Bye, everyone.